Hello and welcome to the Air One Podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about everything from Daft Punk to the Grammys and uh, new Spotify rules and a lot more. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so first off, starting off, we have the uh, the breakup of Daft Punk, which um, honestly is kind of sad. Yeah, it's sad and it kind of came out of the blue for a lot of people because obviously since, you know, Daft Punk is known for like hiding their faces and all that. Um, they and, don't really reveal a lot of their personal lives. Right. Um, and then the last album they released was um, Random Access Memories, which was a little while ago. Um, some people have been suspecting it, but I I really feel like it was a historical moment in music as a whole. Yeah. Because they when, were in the just in their genre defining it honestly yeah they were like the ogs of what we would today call edm music right electronic dance music and that whole electronic genre from when they did uh the tron soundtrack with disney to when they had um their uh their discovery album and all that everything that they did just from the day that they started as a music duo just helped define what we know today is EDM music and just help build that genre as well as many other genres. You know, they produced uh, Starboy with um, The Weeknd and they helped create some of that vibe and they've helped propel a lot of other artists. So I really feel like it was a big moment in music history. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wish all the band members luck as they depart and probably work on their own creative projects or their own endeavors. Um, yeah. And um, I've been reading what a lot of people have been saying on Twitter and things like that. And some people have said things like, you know, well, I'm glad that they, you know, decided to break up before they made something bad or something like that or made something not genuine. And I don't feel like Daft Punk almost would do that. Like, I don't, I don't, like, everything that they've made, it's always had a unique flair to it. And it's always been something they've been passionate about, you know. And I don't feel like, you know, like, there, there's, there is those types of bands that as they get older, their music gets worse, you know. Or eventually you see that they, like, fall out of love with it. And they're just, like, trying to push it forward. But I don't feel like Daft Punk really would have ever got there. But we'll never know because they made the decision to break up, obviously. Um, after, what, 20 years, something like that? But, yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. And since then, they've made, you know, I mean, from songs like Around the World to One More Time to, um, you know. I really can't say that Daft Punk and EDM aren't. Like those two words go together so yeah, nicely. Yeah, you don't have one without the other. Yeah, almost. I feel like I feel like Daft Punk, um, at least in the mainstream view of EDM, they really propelled it forward and out into the spotlight, and they kind of just developed what modern EDM is so much to the point where it's just. I mean, honestly, I wish them well. Um, I'm very happy that we got this far with them. Uh, yeah. And that they that they stood together for this long. I mean, it's crazy, uh, especially with this entire pandemic. I mean, it makes sense that if of all the years, you know, they would break up this year. Yeah, definitely makes sense. And, um, you know, they're just such an iconic duo. Yeah, you know, they probably really the most are. iconic duo in music out there, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't feel like there's much more to say on that topic. But yeah, they influenced the music industry. We you know wish them well in the future, and uh, I definitely think it's a moment that I think music in general should remember. I don't feel also, I don't feel like a lot of people like when I talk to some of my other friends and stuff. Not enough of them know Daft Punk. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> sad, honestly. You know, yeah, like people like you know, 
um will know people like Ariana Grande or things like that, which like in today's modern music scene, they're big deals. But a lot of people are forgetting about, you know, the Elvis Presleys and the Michael Jacksons and all these people that help set what today's modern music is. Yes. And stuff like that. And I definitely feel like Daft Punk should be pretty you know, up there, especially yeah, in EDM. Like found, and just... The foundation of their genre for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's our opinion on um that. Um, so next let's talk about something that's a little more, uh, interesting and a little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about Spotify and all their new licensing, recording artists stuff. So, uh, Matt, you want to start with this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, so this article is from Pitchfork, um, and they basically, uh, just talk about how on February 28th, uh, there was some sort of falling out with um, Spotify and the Koi Entertainment label and distributor. And because of this, it resulted in a lot of people's musics, music uh, and playlists being completely wiped of all their songs. Right. Artists specifically. Artists specifically. Um, including like some very big um, groups like G-Friend and Zyko. Um, and that really left a lot of fans confused as to what had happened to their music um eventually it was resolved and spotify and kaikoi um reached some sort of agreement uh and because of this they were were now able to stream the songs again but um i think that this instance really just paints a picture of modern just how music is consumed in the modern age right when it comes to streaming Mm -hmm. and how much we are dependent on these big companies to be in great terms in order for us to even listen to our favorite music. Yeah. It's not like, like, you know, for these big companies, like they're Spotify disagreed the distributors. So they literally wiped in some cases how artists make money. They just took it away like mm-hmm. that until they like got what they wanted essentially out of that deal. Um, cause back in the day, you know, it was, you had records and you'd give your records to a store and then people would go and buy those records. They would go and buy those tapes or whatever, you know, where they listen to it CDs. on the radio, it right. would be passed around on there. Different. But now with these streaming services, it completely changes the whole dynamic of how artists make money and how people, you know, listen to it. Yeah. And it's just, honestly, it's a little, I think dangerous in the idea that Spotify can, and any of the artists that are attached to um, the yeah. label can just be dropped so easily. If Spotify, if Spotify just disagrees, essentially. Yes. And it's, it's, we're almost seeing a monopoly as Spotify is one of the leading. I would say they definitely, yeah. Or maybe not a monopoly, but at least they have a control over the market. Yeah, when it comes to streaming, I would say yeah. that I think Apple Music is the Apple top. Music is up there, and then you have companies like Tidal mm-hmm. or um, you know SoundCloud and Amazon Music. I don't think that Amazon Music or Pandora have very many yeah listeners, but they're nowhere near Spotify and Apple Music are definitely the two largest for mm-hmm. sure. I don't think it's any secret, but um, yeah, what Spotify is doing almost like I describe as like kind of like flexing the power that they have. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I don't feel like it's, it's not going in a good direction. Yeah, sure. especially since the reason why, apparently from the article, 
uh, it brought up the question of how much Spotify pays their artists and pays the labels. Um, and I think that's a very valid question to be had. I think that nobody's really um, been able to give a bright line of how much money should be going to the artist and label, um, especially to be on such a massive streaming platform that makes millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, they're honestly like the leading giants in any sort of consumable product, whether that be entertainment. Um, I, like, I, I feel like Spotify actually probably has more users than Netflix. I'm not even sure, but I feel like just the sheer amount of Yeah, they're definitely people, a very large company. Yeah, that use them. And on the artist um, pay thing, too, on that same train of thought, I know, what, like a month ago or a little while ago, um, the CEO, right, of Spotify basically said that they were going to be paying artists less to essentially motivate them to... To be making more uh, music. Yeah, he basically said... Or he, 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 bla- he wasn't going to lower their pay. What it was is he was going to... He was telling all the smaller artists that were complaining that they weren't making enough money on their platform. He was essentially saying, it's not our fault that you're not making enough money. You just need to release more music. Yeah. So, um, which, that just shows you, like, what... How like, disconnected this company... They are company, from the art yeah. of music. Because, yeah. I mean, most... The average artist will put usually one album out per year. And unless, you know, you have more stuff and then a variety of, you know, maybe five singles, something like that, generally speaking. And for most artists, like that is a lot of work Mm -hmm. to be able to make an entire album, you know, have it produced, mastered and everything that, you know, you feel comfortable on that. Maybe, you know, you're making the album art or whatever it is that takes a lot of effort. And so when you have a CEO like that basically saying, especially the smaller artists who are trying to make it inside the music industry, basically just saying, well, just make more music. It's like literally not that simple. Yeah, it's really not. Um, And I feel like it's so arrogant and so it's almost bullying their own, the people that make them music ultimately, or um, money ultimately. It's the, the artists. The artists are the people that, Without the artists, Spotify would not be where they are. Right. It's not because... Yeah, maybe their algorithms are really great or whatever. Um, but without the artists who make the music... Who make the music, it was, they yeah, would not exist. They have like a couple podcasts and that's kind of it. Yeah, they, they are just so disconnected from artists and right. just there's Which such is, a big gap. Yeah, and that's why you see um, some smaller artists now trying to move to other platforms or focus more i should say yeah. on other platforms like apple music um, which i would or like title that yeah you know, i would reinforce the artists more i would completely agree with them i think that there's no point in trying to stay afloat on a on a platform that really doesn't care about you right and they they're not supporting the artists either yeah they, all they care one about of those is companies that it's literally kind of cares about the money mm-hmm. and they really just care about making money but in a bigger sense yeah you know like they they, they're more focused on ed sheeran rather than any indie artists right rather than i guess i feel like the best way to describe is like the next ed sheeran yeah you know like artists don't just pop out of the blue it's like they start small and they grow big Mm -hmm. but by like these big artists are not going to be you know the big thing forever you know i mean a lot of these big artists that you've seen you know they go up and they go down over time 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in the next 10 years, Ariana Grande isn't going to be as famous as she is. The Weeknd isn't going to be as famous as he is. And the next people will take over, you know, in the music scene. Mm-hmm. They won't necessarily be forgotten about. But the next generation, that style of music will come into play. But by completely bypassing those smaller artists and essentially ignoring, you know, them for they were asking for changes and things like that about Spotify and the way they do things. Uh, it's It's really not a smart move to make. It really isn't. And I feel like at some point, uh, things are going to hit a boiling point with Spotify and smaller artists. Um, but yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, another story about Spotify. Um, yes. And this is in their PR attempts to be more transparent. Um, but more, more specifically because they... Um, because the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers were um, giving a series of protests outside Spotify offices, um, wanting more transparency on how much they pay um, per artist, artist artist payouts and royalties. Uh, And so they're going to be making uh, several resources um, titled Loud and Clear to show how, how the money flows and how much people are given depending on their demographics and their um, overall just stream revenue. Um, According to the data, 870 artists each generated over 1 million in recording and publishing royalties in 2020. 1,820 generated over 500,000. 7,800 generated over 100,000. And 13,400 generated over 50,000. And so um, this is from Pitchfork, um, just gaining some data from their Loud and Clear initiative. I think it's just interesting that um, we're seeing Spotify's giving out this information, especially since uh, art, smaller artists and um, people that were fighting for smaller artists have been asking for this for a really long time, uh, just to see how much money was going out to the artists and why um yeah i definitely think it's uh it's kind of interesting to see it show up at the like you know the same time that these artists been making a big deal about it because like you said a lot of people have been fighting for like smaller artists to be paid more and we're just trying to see how like all that fits in and i'm interested to see how it plays out in the end because i know so a lot of artists still aren't happy about it um and some are being like, well, no, the bigger artists obviously make more than just that or whatever it might be. You know, I mean, everyone always has something to say. But, yeah, I definitely think it's interesting for sure. It's it's a thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, <clears throat> the fact that they still have not provided any further information on their on their per stream rate at the current time, which is currently calculated below a, a, a penny. Right. Which is, <laughs> which is really, uh, it's, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that um, hopefully this continues on, that people will keep Spotify more accountable for their actions and their um, just them paying other artists because I feel like um, since streaming is so much a part of the modern age and nobody can go out and play shows anymore. They can't play live shows. 
Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all these streaming platforms are literally keeping people in jobs. Yeah. And they've become more and more uh, important now. Yes. For sure. And because of that, I feel like they need to be they need to have way more accountability because at any point they can just decide that an artist is no longer um, going to get paid by them or they're going to be receiving significantly less money than they were receiving. And because of that, I feel like uh, they just need way more accountability. And I'm just glad that other people have been petitioning. And I think they need accountability on, uh, on all fronts, you know, like it's pretty well known that, you know, Spotify search algorithms are a little bit better than Apple's, but Apple treats their artists better. So I think across all platforms, you know, I mean, Spotify is obviously the one that has the most problems right now. But across all platforms, because this is the way that these artists are, you know, making their livelihood now, um, we definitely need to see some improvement mm-hmm. across from how they treat their artists to... And how they treat everything. our user data. Um, I saw another article that was that Spotify was going to be, or I think they already developed the patent. It's just going to be, now all it needs is just to be implemented. But essentially what it's going to be doing is it's going to be taking in user data, um, private user data, including microphone data, um, while on the app, just so that it can give you better recommendations. At least that's what their their claims are. Very similar to like uh, how, you know, Alexa from Amazon or Google Home or something like if you're talking about loofahs, yeah, then it's going to show you more loofahs, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um. So like if you're talking about you know if you've been talking about a lot of The Weekend or a lot of Harry Styles, then on your recommended we'll show you Harry Styles or similar artists to that vein. And I think similar genre. I think the question that we should all ask ourselves is what is at which point do we draw the line between user experience. And privacy. Yeah, like convenience and convenience privacy. Convenience and privacy, yeah. Yeah, because, like, of course, everyone wants to, you know, maybe listen to a new artist. But there's, number one, there's already ways to, like, find, you know, certain genres and learn more about it. And so people do it now. And if you really want to learn more about a certain genre or a certain artist, then, you know, you can, I mean, Spotify has literal, like, playlists that literally say, like, R&B genre. And you can just go through the most popular R&B songs and find someone you like or something like that. And, you know, the various other streaming services have various similar things that you can look at. So I don't really think this is something that's super needed, to be honest. I mean, I guess for convenience sake, um, you can justify it. Uh, I don't feel like it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's interesting that they would decide to develop this because they're the only ones, to my knowledge, that has. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like any other streaming service is going for this right now. I don't think Apple Music is or Tidal or any any of those. Um, yeah, so Spotify's they've kind of been in the news lately. They've been yeah. they've been up to a lot of stuff. They've been they've definitely been busy. So I'm interested to see how everything plays out. We'll definitely try and keep you guys updated on it. Cause yeah, how this all plays out, I think will definitely define the future of streaming mm-hmm. and uh, who wins the overall you know artist treatment battle and all that. Um, we'll define how artists will you know make a living in the future. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something to keep in mind. Very on. interesting that we are at this point in music consumption. Yeah, because you know we moved from you know records and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know now we have CDs. 
and then MP3s. And then, and then now we have streaming and something completely different. You know, now you don't go down to your local store and, you know, I mean, this is before my time, but you don't go to your local store and buy, you know, a record or something and then mm-hmm. listen to it. You just search it up. So it's definitely interesting and it's definitely something next. So, okay. Um, Grammy talk. Yeah, let's go. I'm talking about the Grammys. Okay, so um, album of the year. Taylor Swift uh, won album of the year with Folklore. Uh, honestly, I'm not super I'm, upset I'm, with it. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. it I feel like it's a, it's out a, of it's the a, list. It's a good pick. Yeah. It's definitely a good pick. And I definitely think... Um, uh, what, what was the other album that was nominated? I mean, it was a, it was a whole variety. Yeah, there's a whole but list. But out of the list, I definitely I like think that... Folklore was the better pick um, just for... I think that the album is better, um, especially the, than the other ones that were on the list. But it's overall yeah. a very solid album, I would say. Yeah. To, to I don't feel like it was necessarily maybe the best album of the year, but I definitely feel like it. When you you know, if you're going down the list of albums to pick, this is one of them that should be on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not mad about it, and it was an overall great album. So yeah, it's good. Um. But. Record of the year, um, Billy Eilish won Record of the Year um, with everything I wanted. Um, obviously produced by her brother Phineas and um, others. Um, I feel like this I disagree. Was, yeah, I feel like this one was, uh, in my opinion, I didn't understand how it made Record of the Year. It's because it's not like okay. Let's get this straight. It's not a bad song by any means. The production on it is great. The overall song is good. I like the song. I like the overall vibe of it. It's definitely it's, not my favorite. Though. It's it's, it's, it's not, not record of the year material. Billy Eilish song. It's not my favorite song produced by Phineas. Um, yeah, it's just it doesn't really check any of the boxes. Yeah. Um, I I think that a definite uh, I guess you could say uh, competitor that I think should have been nominated to be run by Joji. Yeah. And uh, I know Matt will agree with me on that one. Yeah. Um, we we really like that song. We will not stop talking about Run by we'll Joji. We'll talk about Run until the last episode of this podcast. Yes. Because it's that good. Um, the production on that song, for example, is perfect. And overall, it's just, in my opinion, it's more creative also mm-hmm. than this. And it's going a completely different way. And Joji was not mentioned at all. Yeah, he was <laughs> He wasn't snubbed. even nominated. He was snubbed. I, um, I mean, I get if he if they didn't want to nominate him for... Um, any sp- specific, specific like yeah uh, oh Genre this is album of the year like that I don't think that Joji even should have won album of the year even yeah if he was nominated but uh, he wasn't nominated for anything like not once right. and I feel like which I feel like he's definitely an up and coming kind of breakout artist yeah but even then I I think that he should have been nominated for at least one thing yeah um, at least something and if anything definitely this. Yeah. And um, I think Run should be there. I think comparatively, I think Run is the better song out of the two. Maybe because of Billie Eilish's sheer just popularity. They kind of had to give her something. That, yeah, they had to give her something. Um, but, yeah, it was to very fair. She wasn't super active this you know, year. I mean, she released this. Well, she released My Future. My Future, she released, which was a Therefore solid song. I Am. Yeah. I actually liked those songs better than than everything I wanted. Yeah. My um, future was my favorite. Yeah, my future, I think she did a good job with that. I liked everything I want a little bit more than Therefore I Am. But regardless, um, although a good song, I think I disagree with that nomination. But that's fine. 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree, and that's fine. Um, another, uh, I think, um, oh my gosh, I'm like, yeah, another artist that should have been mentioned that wasn't is going to be The Weeknd as well. Yeah, I feel like The Weeknd just, wow. I, I was completely shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, from going to, you know, releasing a hit song with Blinding Lights, not only didn't have a blow up on places like tiktok mm-hmm. but to have to blow up you know it blew up all over the internet he played for the with super bowl its, with people. its 80s disco vibe yeah and then he goes and plays for the super bowl that is during a pandemic he kills the show mm-hmm. and then he's not even mentioned yeah it's just insane to me it's crazy and it's not like he's like it's not a, he wouldn't be a controversial pick yeah it's like he like you know like what, what, what? He chucks all boxes for having a good song and being a solid artist. And then even if you want to go in a, oh, he didn't, he was too, I guess, edgy. This is the weekend. Like, yeah, how edgy can you get? <laughs> it's, I mean, I. It's watered down, more. You know, like it's not anything and for him that's to not super even be incredibly. It, yeah. His, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the weekend. I think he does. He did a great job with After Hours. Um, but I just don't understand what would make others not want to nominate him or at least give some mention to him in these, in this Grammys. I mean, he wasn't even in the conversation. It just shocked me. When was the cutoff date though for, what was the cutoff date for who they chose? Cause I know this is a cutoff date. Maybe that he just didn't meet the quota. No, because I know I thought there was. I'm. I'm I mean, out, everything was, I wanted. There was, there came there was out other before, songs right? that came out after him. Yeah. So he definitely. Yeah, I feel like that's irrelevant. I. I just, for whatever reason, he wasn't nominated. I feel like it's dumb to just be like we forgot about him. So I don't. I don't think it was that, but. Um. It's definitely. It's uh. It. It's. It's a little bit saddening, I'd say, because this this year I almost felt like. Well, number one, I, I was surprised. A lot of people, like, they weren't, the Grammys weren't, like, broadcasted, really. Like, there's yeah. so many people that, like, I was like, oh, the Grammys happened. They're like, really? Like, nobody knew. Nobody knew. It was so, like, there's such so a, many people such that forgot. Such a footnote. And like, it was a, this year's Grammys I think the marketing was, like, super small, though, too. It was, like, true, barely, true, yeah. barely existent. But just overall, I don't feel like any of the, I mean, picks were great or anything i mean to be fair there wasn't i mean i fiona year, fiona apple won for fetch the bolt cutters i'm happy about that i'm also help, happy that um or not i think she won for like a, oh, a song it was uh, only yeah. for shamika and it was like best rock song or something like that oh that was the one that was nominated for record for, for a record right or album uh the was new it? abnormal the new one for from best the for best rock i mean i i agree with that I, yeah i that, loved that that's album. also an, a very very solid pick yeah. The Strokes bring that song back. Um, yeah, that's one we're happy with. Yeah. I think that's a great choice. But, yeah. So, Weekend Rant, I guess that's yeah. <laughs> that's that. She definitely should have been nominated, especially, and it's no secret that his songs were, all blew up. Yeah. He and, just had a beauty. He had an amazing year. And, honestly, it, it was one of my favorite albums in his genre vein. It was really great. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He should not have been snubbed. I agree. I agree. So overall, um, I guess the Grammys is your kind of forgettable. Some picks were great, others not so obviously, great. But that's all personal opinion, which is what you're here for. So, okay. Um, 
It's more and more some some mix up stuff. So uh, next we're gonna talk about some record label stuff. Some some drama in the in the record label. Some drama industry. So um, we have a headline here from Billboard.com, and uh, so BMG and KKR reunite to uh, pursue music right acquisitions. So um, a lot has changed in the publishing sector since the two uh, firms parted company or parted the parted company in 2013. But then now they're coming back together to reconsolidate their music and basically try to essentially, I'm just going to say it pretty plain out, they're trying to get more money, okay? Yeah. Um, it's no secret that record labels, I don't think there's a record label out there. I mean, there's some like Bitbird, which are you know smaller and run by smaller artists like Son Holo. Um, which do are out there, you know, for the artists and things like that. But those they're not large, and when you compare them to these big record labels like um, BMG and KKR, that kind of um, they definitely are one of the larger players when it comes to the record labels. Yeah, especially things. when deciding to buy music rights acquisitions. Right, and this has been a problem in music for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've had people like Taylor Swift who literally had a complete falling out with her record label, left it, tried to get her music, and they're like, no. No, we, yeah, we own your we music. We own your music. Um, this is... I feel like record labels overall are kind of messed up, to be honest. <laughs> That's just in my opinion. Hot take there, but um, yeah, because record labels, like I said, they should ultimately. be designed to essentially propel like the artist as much as possible, but most record labels that you're going to find, obviously with a few exceptions... Are you simply going to be going after the music or going after the uh, money rather from the music? But this, um, these two companies coming back together is a little bit interesting because it can mean one of two things. So first off, it can just mean that they're simply coming back for like just the music, you know, like you people there out there, like you know, the Beatles that they, they don't own all their music and Paul McCartney tried to buy some of it back but mm-hmm. didn't end up working. So it can be a bad thing because either they just want all the money, but it can also be a good thing because these two companies coming together means that a lot of artists can get the rights to their music back, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe if they left that record label or if that record label, you know, bought out their old record label. Um, and we don't know the extent to which their agreement is. Um, I'm not sure if they're yeah, merging or, or they're allowing music rights to be shared by each other. Um, but yeah, this could either turn out okay for artists or really bad for consumers yeah uh, we know that the transition of like i'm not exactly sure the transition of the royalties is going to work um from artist to artist that is going to be interesting to see because they obviously i don't think they're going to split it in half Mm -hmm. so hopefully they'll release more on that but it's definitely something to keep an eye on if you you know care a lot about the music industry because uh it's it's something that's kind of interesting especially since a lot of you know records like atlantic records and all those other record companies are just kind of flying solo and doing their own thing right now. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this goes, if other record labels will follow suit and try to partner up or try to make more, you know, uh, open contracts yeah, or with even their artists. start trying to buy up music acquisitions like BMG. Um, yeah. Especially just ones that are floating around. But yeah, very interesting stuff. So definitely should... Should be something to uh, keep an eye on. Um, next, let's talk about. Let's let's. I never saw, thought I'd say this, but let's talk about TikTok. Yes, let's, let's talk, talk about, about TikTok. TikTok. Right. Um, we're TikTokers now. No, okay. So, 
um, this week or last week, this week, last, I'm not sure what last week or this week, um, the famous TikTok star, um, Addison Ray, she has millions of followers across, you know, platforms like, um, TikTok, Instagram to Twitter, YouTube, all these different platforms decide to make her music debut and she released her single, um, Obsessed. Um, people need to understand the difference between types of arts okay music is an art and being able to do it correctly and being able to do it at all is a talent in and of itself it's not something that you can simply wake up with wake up and just go people spend years um developing it developing it exactly and a lot of people I'm, i'm gonna go on right here real quick a lot of people will just like look at an artist and be like wow that artist is super talented you know all they have to do is write the lyrics or whatever but producers and production are such a big part of music that a lot of people don't understand. And even like, mixing and mastering. You, exactly. Just, just... It, it's like the, like the big famous producers, people like John Bryan and these producers that you see, they've spent years mastering the art of production mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it. So when people are like, well, you know, if you like, you know, you can't just wake up and just do this. Or decide to be a certain artist and then... Exactly. Now, of course, you can work towards it, but I feel like you have to understand what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like Addison is a perfect example of someone who is trying to go into a completely different area of entertainment. Vein of entertainment, yes. And um, she's not doing great. Overall, no. the song is bad. Yeah, Obsessed by Obsessed. Addison Rae. Um, so here's the thing. So there's a couple problems with the song. Number one, she's trying very, she's trying way too hard. She, you can tell that she's like trying to capture new a new audience, which number one, getting a new audience from TikTok to music are two completely different things. Yeah, it's a completely different style. Of I feel like it's even worse than trying to, being a YouTuber, having a pre existing audience, and then trying to move them over to right a music because they don't scene. even like kind of know you. They kind of just know you from the small clips from the they see. small clips that they see. And you're dancing to other people's music. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, she's done more than that. I know she's come up with a makeup line or other things along those lines. But the music industry is something that's completely different. And when you're trying to get new audiences, there's two ways you do it. Either one, you be really yourself, or you try to be as relatable as possible to new listeners. She did neither one. Mm-hmm. Um, her track, Obsessed, essentially talks about, I think the core line is... Um, uh, Let's see. It's I'm blanking out on it. It's, forget, it's not forgettable. It's she just, basically says, I'm obsessed with myself as well. The core of the song is that um, you should be obsessed with yourself before you are you care about others. And in an interview I watched to make sure I got this right, um, she was basically saying that she thinks it's best for you to be obsessed with yourself and focus on yourself, which I get what she's saying. But when she's she, trying to preach self love, but it just comes yes. off as just a megalomania. Exactly, and, it comes uh, off self obsession. She just doesn't care about anything else. It's yeah. just like me, 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 me. Um, it's so honestly really the lyrical writing is terrible, terrible for yeah. what she was going for. Number one and number two, I don't feel like it's a great thing to go for for your first debut single yeah it's just a bad idea there's um, also no charisma there's no there's nothing original about it yeah it just... it's forgettable and it's just so average yeah like it really is it sounds like a ripoff of a ripoff <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it um she's she sounds like selena gomez ariana grande 
trying to that's what she's trying to go for but she fails at both and then (laughs) i feel like we're just counting this (laughs) um but i mean we're trying to give it as be as honest as possible yeah um it's just not a great song it's Uh, over yeah it's just in our opinion song and also i'm just gonna say her vocal delivery it's 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 very Mm auto-tuned and just no i'm i'm this is why i will say I'm interested to see if she's going to release something else and what that will be. What it'll look like, what it'll sound like. I I'm just, definitely not counting her out. Yeah. I think she's I, you know, we, we, been talented overall. We've learned overall not with... to sleep on artists. Right. Uh, but I just think that going back to like the topic of TikTokers becoming musicians or even YouTubers, entertainers thinking that they can cross over into music just like that yeah and you've had you've we've seen it with other people before people like uh ksi mm-hmm. who's moved into rap um it's taken him a long jake time paul. to get where he is right jake paul and others and some of them i would say i think ksi has been the most successful out of those and but if you look to his original stuff it's not as good as what he's doing now because he's kind of moved into kind of you know knowing what he wants to do but yeah, when you transfer over from scenes like this, I mean, we definitely don't want to sleep on people. I mean, you have people like Joji, who started as Filthy Frank on YouTube. Yeah. And then, obviously, he's grown so much more as an artist now. So you definitely don't want to sleep on artists, but none of their debuts were this bad. Yeah. Um. So like I said, don't count her out at all, but I definitely wouldn't hold out a ton of hope as well. Because yeah. from what we've seen, I mean, even the production is very mediocre. It's just... It, the, I don't even feel like the... the it doesn't feel like the, there's any soul in it. <laughs> yeah, and like the overall beat doesn't even work with the chorus as well. Overall, it's just a very mediocre song. Um, I, In our rating scale, I would probably rate it literal trash. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think... like if that it's, was it's new just track not, roundup, it's, it would have been a... It's not original in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's really bad. Like you said, it's a rip-off of a rip-off, and um, like she's... She's, you know, being talented and successful in all these other, you know, forms of entertainment that she's done. And like I said, I wish her the best. But she did not do well in this music yeah. debut. In and it way. just goes to show, I, I think, a little bit of how much, I guess, maybe even re- recording labels or people in PR or anything like that. They think that they can, when they think that they can make more money out of something or someone. Right. Um, they will make money. That's just what they do. Yeah, it, it feels like it a money feels grab. Like a it money feels like grab. a cash grab for sure. Um, Unless she can, not, uh, yeah, I, I hope, hope she that can she, can, she can become more of her own artist and write things that are more original and more true to her. Yeah, as that's a another person. thing. It almost, it, like I couldn't tell if the song was written by her or not. I know that she's in the writing credits, very, but yeah, uh, I'm. Thinking, but every every large yeah. artist is in the writing credits. Yeah. It's like I mean, I think Ariana Grande's labels it as a producer, which anybody knows she's not producing any of her music, which is fine. I mean, it's not necessarily a problem with not producing. Her I, music. I think she, she does, but it's just the, how much she produces right. is in question. Yeah. Like, I highly doubt she's out there trying to, yeah. you know, wrapping up the beat and using the EQ and, you yeah. know, compressing everything out no, there. No, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, so. Um, anything else? No, I think that's... I think that's everything. Yeah. So We discussed a lot today. Yeah. So that's the, that's the main music news this week. Um, we're going to try and have some updates and see what goes on with the Spotify stuff. And um, 
yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. But overall, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, so... uh Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider subscribing to our podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it if you left a review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye.